Welcome to Bloomberg Intelligence. BI provides research on industries, companies, and expert topics, delivering key data from BI analysts in their given industry. Now, here is your Bloomberg Intelligence research team. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this inaugural uh, Credit Crunch podcast. The Credit Crunch will essentially be a credit strategy, top-down credit market view and opinions on key events in credit markets that are big picture. And this will sit under the FICC focus uh, umbrella uh, that many of our colleagues are part of. So this will be a regular feature of top-down credit view. And we hope you enjoy it. This is the first version. And this, the topic for this inaugural podcast is quantitative tightening and its impact on credit markets. In various credit markets, there are potential impacts of uh, quantitative tightening and we will try to address them in this uh, inaugural event. I am Mahesh Bimalingam, Chief European Credit Strategist at Bloomberg Intelligence. Uh, as you all know, Bloomberg Intelligence is the research arm of Bloomberg LLP. And I cover credit strategy top-down for everything in Europe, investment-grade, high-yield, leverage loans, uh, sterling credit, and all forms of it. Along with me, I have my associate, uh, Hema, Hema Patel, and she will be asking me questions, and we will try to do this in a Q&A format. I hope you all enjoy it and uh, come back to us for next podcast. Over to Hima. Thank you, Mahesh, for having me here. So as you said, the key topic today is quantitative tightening, and that brings me to ECB. ECB ended their quantitative easing in June 22, and since then has maintained its corporate bond holding. And now recently, ECB announced their quantitative tightening plan. So what are your thoughts on that, and how will it impact the demand and supply dynamics in Euro credit market? Okay, thank you. This is, I think, the big question for uh, European credit markets uh, because all through uh, 2019 to 2022, we've had the ECB as a backstop. The ECB stopped its quantitative easing program in June 2022, but they have maintained their corporate bond holdings. Essentially means that every redemption that has come through the ECB has replaced it with new bonds. But that is going to change because in December, the ECB in its uh, monetary policy meeting, in addition to rising rates and other stuff, they have also announced that they will start reducing their holdings, everything, not just corporate bonds, reducing their holdings from the beginning of March. And the way they've explained it was... Uh, they are going to reduce portfolio holdings by about 15 billion a month from March to the end of June, after which they will decide at the pace of which they will be reducing. They have also clearly mentioned that the reduction in corporate bond hold in uh, overall holdings is going to be through not replacing redemptions. Now, this required some estimation by us. So if you look at all the redemptions from March to June, every type of redemption, so whether it is government bonds, corporate bonds, covered bonds, and ABS, all of which sit in the ECB portfolio, they add up to about 30 billion a month. About in those four months, it is about 120 billion approx. Now, of this 30 billion, the ECB has said clearly that they are going to be reducing by 15. 
what does it mean it means that half of redemptions will not be replaced now it's interesting to see how much does the ecb hold in credit and how much is going to redeem right that's the next question the ecb because they've maintained all their holdings currently hold 389 billion of corporate bonds now 389 billion translates to about 34 and 34 and a half 35% of eligible corporate bonds so the ecb is a monster presence in european credit which dwarfs let's say the fed in us credit markets or the boe in the sterling credit markets ecb is massive now that 389 billion also if you look at it as a percentage of the overall uh, qe program the overall qe program both the app and the pepp together is about 5 trillion right now so corporate bonds are about 7.8% now 7.8% is quite substantial by the way so what happens in corporate bonds is relevant to other markets too so as we've just discussed half the redemptions in this 389 billion will not be replaced so how much is it how much of redemptions are in corporates so if we looked at corporate bond redemptions from march to june and there are about 3 billion on average per month which means about 1.5 billion per month is not going to be replaced it is not something to be ignored but it is also not something to be too substantial and the market to freak out the market essentially needs to find out one of uh, need to figure out 1.5 billion extra per month to be bought by uh, private holders now just to quantify this you know because hema asked me to give a perspective in terms of supply this is about 75% of net supply uh, so there is still quite high 75% uh, this redemptions i'm talking about total redemptions so half of it which means about 35% of net supply last year is not going to be replaced and that needs to be funded by private markets thank you for the detailed answer and that reminds me that ecb is tilting its corporate bond portfolio towards climate friendly credit what does the maturity profile looks like for climate damaging sectors which can be replaced by climate friendly names and how big is the market overall in the ecb portfolio okay so this is not a recent event by the way this announcement was made in the middle of last year that the ecb is going to go green and the ecb is going to tilt its corporate bond portfolio towards climate friendly credits using redemptions so this is not once again going to be based on active sales so redemptions of climate unfriendly credits will be replaced by climate friendly or neutral credits so obviously the ecb will be hand picking these bonds but we have identified sectors that may be seen as affecting climate change that could be replaced by greener alternatives so what sort of sectors i mean there are the obvious ones which is you know the airlines oil drilling construction and so on and so forth so we used uh, bloomberg b class 4 index classifications and then we picked climate unfriendly sectors that could be replaced by all the other sectors are effectively climate neutral or uh, climate friendly and these unfriendly redemptions will be replaced by uh, friendly uh, neutral or friendly redemptions so calculating the ecb's credit qe redemptions we see maturity speaking in 2026 27 and then gradually winding down uh, so 2026 27 is the peak 
we see about 32 to 38 percent of the redemptions from climate damaging sectors until 2028 but then the drops to 25 to 29 percent from 2029 onwards so this means that climate damaging maturities are front ended so the effect of this action is going to be seen in the next 3 4 years rather than further down the line this translates to about 83 billion euros of climate damaging redemptions by 2028 approximately 12 to 16 billion euros a year depending on which year to be reinvested into climate friendly sectors and names which is sizable given that 2022 net eligible supply was just 40 billion euros right so uh, ecb is not the only one doing the qt bank of england as against ecb has comparatively small bond portfolio and has been actively reducing its balance sheet through 2022 when you think they will entirely exhaust their bond holding if they continue at the same pace and how much is it priced in very good question so as uh, him has pointed out the ecb is not the only show in town in terms of qt the boe is well ahead the boe has been actively reducing its balance sheet including corporate bonds unlike the ecb which has maintained the portfolio by reinvesting redemptions from a peak of about 20 billion corporate bond holdings uh, at the end of first quarter now uh, our lessons might be thinking out oh, 20 billion seems small but remember the whole boe program itself is small it is about it's about half a trillion ish total compared to uh, 5 trillion in the, with the ecb so you need to take it in that context the peak of 20 billion corporate bond holdings by the end of first quarter and then the boe made the announcement so in the subsequent two quarters up till the end of september the corporate bond holdings were slowly reduced by redemptions not being replaced so the boe hit about 19 billion by the end of september and then they made this announcement that they're going to be actively selling uh the portfolio proper quantitative tightening which actually spooked the markets when combined with the trust government's fiscal policies now we know what all has happened so now coming back to what the boe has done following that i mean they did postpone from the middle of september to the uh, beginning of october by the way they given the turmoil but from the beginning of october to now the boe has actively reduced its holdings corporate bond holdings now are just 12.9 billion at the end of 2022 so if the boe maintains the same monthly pace of about 2 billion of reductions by active sales it will exhaust the entire corporate bond holdings by june now how much of it is through sales and how much of it is through redemptions we estimate about 11.8 billion are eligible for auction based sales the rest of them will just be allowed to mature so this means that we are almost certain that the entire corporate bond holdings will be sold in 2023 to judge what is market impact we believe that exhausting by end of 2023 is priced in but if the boe goes as aggressive as they did in the last quarter of 2022 and they go you know at 2 billion a month i think the sterling credit market will be further under pressure which is why if you look at what happened in the last quarter the sterling credit market underperformed the euro credit rally overall for 2022 selling credit market suffered one because of longer duration in a general global sell off two 
what is happening with the FX. The FX hurt sterling credit as people were avoiding sterling assets and, you know, the fiscal policy by the trust government. But the most important is the BOE has been too aggressive in reducing corporate bond holdings. So market would like to see them go at 1 billion a month for 12 months rather than 2 billion a month for 6 months. That concludes uh, this podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, discussing this uh, quantitative uh, tightening and its impact on credit markets. We will be back with other topics and with other speakers, probably from uh, the buy side and also from other strategists and analysts within Bloomberg Intelligence regarding credit markets in the future. We will be back and thank you for listening to our inaugural podcast. Thank you. Bloomberg Intelligence is a service provided by Bloomberg Finance LP and its affiliates. This recording does not constitute, nor should it be construed as investment advice, investment recommendations, or a recommendation as to an investment or other strategy. Bloomberg Intelligence should not be considered as information sufficient upon which to base an investment decision. Neither Bloomberg Finance LP nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this recording and any liability as a result of this recording is expressly disclaimed.